Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we are highlighting an organization, High Hopes and High Heels, and we have Rachel Coleman, one of the co-founders of the organization, on air to join us and share a bit of her story and talk about the organization itself. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining us. Hi, there. Thank you for having me. Before we talk about high hopes and high heels, can you share with our listeners some of your story and kind of what led up to your heart and desire to wanting to create such an organization and do what you do? Sure, absolutely. Um, Back in 2008, um, I had just recently gotten married in the spring of 2008, and shortly afterwards, I got involved with the breast cancer, the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer 3-Day Walk with uh, my best friend, Jessica, the co-founder of High Hopes and High Heels, and we started doing lots of fundraisers to raise money so that we could walk in that in Tampa, and then we wound up doing it again the following year to do it in San Diego, and with all the fundraising, everything was great, and breast cancer awareness is such a wonderful cause, but we also realized there were several other really worthy causes. So um, with that kind of came the idea of doing High Hopes and High Heels and, do, and forming a nonprofit organization where brought business professional women together and we would pick different charities that we would do community projects for and fundraise for. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where high, the idea of High Hopes and High Heels originated. Makes sense. What was it prior to that? Some of the things that led up perhaps even in your childhood that created that desire in your heart to serve others and to volunteer and to really try to make a difference in the world around you. Because as you know, on your Story Matters radio show, we're always looking for the story of how people evolved into living out their amazing or living their purpose. And it's critical sometimes, I think, to share those things that someone else might hear and say, you know, I have those thoughts, too. Maybe I can act on that and do something. I was born in Tampa, and I went to um, private Catholic school all my life. I went to the Academy of the Holy Names from kindergarten to 12th grade. So with going to school, you know, giving back and volunteering was a very, very big part of my childhood and my bringing up, and I always was involved with community service through school. Mm-hmm. Um Around that time, flash forward up to 2008, I did get married. Um, Now I'm divorced, which I think is an important part of the story. I don't think I realized it at the time when I was going through it, but now when I look back, I realize it, that, you know, I was really unhappy in the situation that I was in, and I was starting to put my focus in other areas that made me happy, which was getting involved with other organizations and networking and volunteering and giving back to the community. So at the time, you know, it was an out for me. I think, to get out of the situation that I was in that I was unhappy. But since then, I've transitioned my career, and I actually work for a nonprofit organization full-time now and do high hopes and high heels on the side. So mm-hmm. I'm a big, big believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And when I was going through it, it was one of the most difficult things I've ever gone through in my life. But, um, you know, since then, I moved on. I'm engaged again now to a wonderful man and we're looking forward to getting married. But I, I just think it's an interesting journey that you go on. You, you go through it and you don't realize what's going on, it might be, I know for me, I was at my lowest and I never thought I'd be in that situation, but now I look back at it and if I wouldn't have gone through that, I wouldn't have put so much time and effort into volunteering and getting involved in, and helping others. So. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that, and I share this with people often, when we're going through the worst of times, the best thing we can do 
is to help someone else, to lift someone else up, to serve someone else. And it really changes our perspective, not only on what we're going through, but to realize that there's usually someone else out there who needs our help, who needs, you know, a lift up and who's going through oftentimes something far worse. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So I'm glad that even though it was a difficult situation and time for you, you used, you've kind of fell back on what you knew best, and that is to serve and to help others and to look for ways to use your talents and skills. Right. And at the time when it was going on, I didn't, I was kind of lost and I didn't know what I was doing and I reverted back to that. But then since then, it's completely changed my life. And I honestly, I feel like a different person. My priorities and my focus on what mattered to me is completely different now than what it was a couple of years ago at the beginning of 2008 when all of this kind of started. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really interesting journey. And like I said, at first it was, I was not happy and I didn't really know what was going on I was kind of lost but mm-hmm. now that I now where I see where I am and where I've come in the past couple of years I everything you know it, I see the big picture now and I'm happy that I went through everything that I did to get to this point right that makes sense what do you think it was that gave you the ability to persevere during the setting up and the founding of high in high heels because you know, as we both know, it's sometimes challenging. You have an idea, you have an inspiration, and you want to create something, you want to go forward. But sometimes there's obstacles and there's challenges, and I'd love for you to share with our audience what those were for you and how you overcame those things. There were some obstacles. I know at the beginning, a lot of people said that, you know, it was a wonderful idea because Jessica and I would talk about it with several people and everyone thought that it was a wonderful concept. And we thought, you know, that once we started it, we had our initial kickoff and there were about 15 people that attended. And I would say maybe five or six of the people were active after that. And we kept seeing them. And I think initially it was kind of a shock and a setback because so many people seemed so eager to get involved. But then once it started the commitment wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just, I mean, part of the demographic that's in our organization is professional women. So people have families, they have their careers, they have other hobbies and other things that occupy their time. So I think it's understanding that and respecting it and not letting that, you know, discourage us from moving forward and still trying to go ahead and put ourselves out there and network and meet other people and talk about the organization. And now we've grown. Now we're up to about almost 60 members. And I can see that that is a challenge. I know in talking with others and even in doing some things myself in the past, it's sometimes hard to get people to commit or to stay committed or stay connected to the organization. But it's not impossible, and I think that's part of being um, successful in our endeavors and living out our life purpose is being persistent. Right, and not letting, yeah, and not letting, I mean, of course there's going to be bumps in the road. I don't think anyone has ever tried to do something and it's been 100% perfect, or usually it's not. But I think there, you make mistakes, and the best thing you can do is learn from those and move forward. I know there were also, I'm a member of Junior League, and Jessica is as well. And I think Junior League of Tampa is a wonderful organization. We both learned a lot from that. And then we're both in an organization called Busy Chicks. Mm-hmm. which is a women's entrepreneur group. It's all women that get together and they kind of brainstorm. There's usually a topic each month and it talks about different, um, you know, issues or challenges that you might face as a woman entrepreneur. And that's a really, really good resource just seeing other strong, positive women that were younger that had an idea of a business and or a concept that they thought through thoroughly and and they were successful and what they what their goals were so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great tips so have some resources available 
be around like-minded individuals, persevere even when it seems challenging or discouraging. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I, I think and the other thing is, is networking and being around other positive people. Because I know for me, when I first started going to those meetings, I had ideas of wanting to do something but wasn't 100% sure. But seeing other women and putting yourself around other positive people that are go-getters and movers and shakers and they're making things happen, it's motivating. And that shows you, you're like, okay, if they can do it, well, we can do this. Why not? Exactly, exactly. So tell our listeners, really, what is the mission and purpose of High Hopes and High Heels? High Hopes and High Heels, the mission and the purpose of the organization is to promote volunteerism through personal and professional development. We want to promote networking with other like-minded, positive women in the community, and we have various networking events throughout the year. We pick a handful of charities each year, and we have different fundraising events that we do to raise money to do different community projects with those charities. And then we also educate our members about the charities. And what are some um, examples you have of doing that? Last year, one of our charities that we did was um, Kids Charity of Tampa Bay. Last year, we did a back-to-school carnival with them. And we had a spa fundraiser at Pia's in South Tampa and had everyone come out and have a good time and receive spa services. And they were gracious enough to donate all proceeds from the services um, that evening back to our organization, which helped funded our back-to-school carnival with Kids Charity at Tampa Bay. And since that was definitely our favorite event last year, all the members really liked it. So we continue to work with that organization this year. We're going to do a fall carnival this year, so it's a little cooler out. Fall time, we're going to do a harvesty kind of event with the kids again this year. How do you go about finding people to become a part of your organization or to assist in your endeavors? Actually, social media has been a huge help. We are on Facebook, and we've gotten a lot of members that way. Um, a lot of our members talk about the organization with their friends and bring their friends to different events, mm -hmm. and we've gotten a lot of members that way as well. So it seems to be growing. I feel like it helps, you know, if you have somebody that you know to come in, to come in with them when our members bring a friend to join, but also some of our best and most active members have been people that none of us even knew, and they just came to a meeting and dove right in, and now they've made this great network of friends and have other businesses acquaintances. So either, I think both of those are the, the two biggest ways that we've gotten members. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is that sets high hopes and high heels above from some of the other organizations trying to do similar things because there are, there are several and some of them have been around for a while some of them are larger so what would you say to the audience if someone is locally there in Tampa Bay and is interested is there something that you could you know help to draw them in and say this is why we stand apart from other people I think we stand apart for a couple reasons our dues our annual membership fee is only $65 a year I think it's really feasible for the financial commitment, what you're putting in. We have several different times that we meet. We try to do at least one networking slash professional development event each month, as well as one community project each month. So, And we also this year, something new, plan our calendar in advance. So for the people that are busy with their schedules, with work and home life, then it gives you an opportunity to kind of plan ahead and you have multiple events that you can go to and choose from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree that that is a good poll because I think that 
you know, as you mentioned earlier, people are working and have families and have so many commitments. It's often hard to come to a meeting that's set in stone one particular day per month or per week. And so it's nice to have options, I think. Right. And then the other thing that I think kind of sets us apart is the dynamic and the diversity of the women that are members of the organization. We have people that are recently graduates out of college. And then we also have people that I would say are in their late 50s, early 60s. So there is no cap on age. You know, you don't have to be a certain age. You can't, you don't age out or anything like that with the membership, which in the professional business sense is great because you might find somebody that's in the same business line as you or even a mentor that you can connect with, which is wonderful for women, especially to be able to relate to someone that's maybe more established in their career. So you can also have that professional connection as well as the personal satisfaction of giving back and building relationships. That makes sense. What was one or, one or two of the, the stories that you have from this whole experience so far? Something that really touched you or some way that you know you felt you made a difference? You made something really happen? I'm going to have to go back to Kids Charity in Tampa Bay again just because that event was so heart-moving for us last year. I, that organization, I don't know if you're that familiar with it, they're, um, it's a foster care home for children and what they do is they try it's for families with multiple children with multiple siblings Mm -hmm. instead of separating them they try to keep them all together and it just so happened that last year when we did our event with them there were it was one family of children there that had seven it was seven children total and the youngest one was a little infant and I know all the girls wanted to hold the baby the whole time but not even just that I would say the other children that were there that day everything that they've been through being taken out of their homes and I can't even imagine being a little child and going through that but the manners these little ones had and the appreciation and just they were so excited for us to be there. They said, please, and they said, thank you. And it was just, I mean, it just melts your heart to know that these little ones have parents that don't want them or mistreat them when they're just the most sweetest, innocent little things in the whole world. And they just adored having us there with them for a couple hours to paint their faces and make them popcorn. It was, that was my, I had, I had sunglasses on that day and I had them up on my head, but I kept having to take them down because I kept tearing up and starting to cry because they Mm -hmm. were just the sweetest little ones. And, you know, some people want to have children and can't have children, but then there are these people that have these amazing, amazing people in their lives and take it for granted and Mm -hmm. put them in those situations. Mm -hmm. And it is quite impactful to give children that experience of something normal and something that every kid should be able to have, have fun, just be a kid. And so I love that you were able to participate in something like that. Is there something, a story about one of your members that really has touched you or impacted you as far as your learning experience from them or being able to see someone really model a good opportunity of being professional and providing good service? I mean, there's a couple of them. I know one of our members, Michelle Boyd, she was one of our um, members that just had seen us on Facebook and none of us really knew her and she contacted us and she's a younger graduate from University of Tampa and I know she helped with one of our projects that we did for Center for Women. We went to um, one of their their clients' homes and she was an elderly woman and she needed help with landscaping and I know some of the things that we do sound fun and are not as hands-on, but this was vigorous, hard, intensive labor that a handful of our girls did for about four or five hours one afternoon. And when Michelle explains it, you know, they got there and it just looked like this overwhelming 
no light at the end of the tunnel. They would never finish with the way that the yard was. But once they were all done and they did everything, she said it was such a sense of accomplishment because it's not something that she had ever really done. Mm-hmm. But then to be put in that situation and do it and be like, I can do this, you know, I don't because she, you know, works and goes to school and doesn't really have a yard that she takes care of on her own, but just knowing that she could do that also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does make a difference when you start to do other things that you're not accustomed to. Or even just to be able to give that gift to someone, which a lot of times simple things like helping in the yard or helping around the house is a big thing for someone. Getting some groceries for them makes a huge difference. And then um, another one of our members, Carissa, she's one on one of our board members. She actually went off and founded her own nonprofit organization called Hula for Happiness, and she's actually in the process of fundraising. She's gone to Haiti a couple of times for mission trips, and she's actually getting ready to go to Uganda in a couple of weeks. So that is really interesting and fun, I think, on our end to see that one of our board members has gotten so involved with giving back and doing everything. Now she's, you know, gone off on her own and started her own nonprofit organization. So it's just fostering that that generosity and that giving spirit and continuing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. And I think that's a great point is that when you start something that you're passionate about and you live out your purpose, it really has a ripple effect to encourage and inspire other people to figure out what it is they should be doing and then to just start doing it. Right. Love it. Exactly. What would you say um, to listeners who feel like they have some sort of dream like this or something that's been stirring within them and they just don't know where to start? What would your advice be to them? I would just say, you know, sit down and really think about where you want to, if you have some idea, if it's for a business or if it's for an organization or some concept that you have, you know, just sit down and write down all your ideas and research and see, you know, I, I, the USF Business Center, the Small Business Center helps out a lot. Um, you can take court. I know I took several courses at USF and um, other organizations to find out about running a nonprofit and what to do. I think talking to people and bouncing your ideas off of them and just surrounding yourself with positive people that encourage you. And mm-hmm. if anyone ever tells you that you can't do something or they doubt you, I know for me that's fuel <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the fuel in my fire and makes me want to do it even more just to prove the point you know just to be like, yes of course I can do this you know so I think just don't give up and when you make mistakes that's okay you know every, you're human it's okay it's perfectly okay to make mistakes now you have to learn from your mistakes so you have to see what went wrong mm-hmm. and try to fix it for next time if you make a mistake and you don't you know it's like oh that no big deal you need to figure out what went wrong and why it went went wrong and learn from it right great advice and I think the key there is to just do something so start now and investigate what you could do to make this dream come true or to fulfill this passion that you have burning in your heart and find other people to talk to with and get that support love all of it thank you for sharing that Rachel oh absolutely so what do you uh, have in store for the future of high hopes and high heels what would your plan and hope be for the next five years for the next five years. Wow. I know we definitely would love to grow our membership to hundreds of people. We would like to also probably expand within the Bay Area. I know right now we're primarily in Tampa, but we would like to expand to St. Pete, um, maybe in like Pinellas, Pasco County, also in northern Tampa. 
Um, I know eventually we would like to have office space. We don't have that right now. Jessica and I have everything, you know, stored in our homes and we have office space that we each utilize in our houses, but to actually have a place that people could go to, um, to drop off donations and whatnot for the various events. I know we would like to do that. So we will see, but it's exciting so far. I think that we've had some really incredible opportunities and the more and more people that get involved, the better it seems to be. And I think that that's part of the dynamic of it, the more people that are involved and the more chance it has for the other members to meet interesting people and make a connection and meet genuine like-minded women that want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What is the criteria as far as picking an organization that you're able to help? Well, last year, the first year, we kind of just selected our board of directors. We just went through and sat down and selected organizations. This past year, we posted on Facebook um, if anyone had any recommendations, and we got a lot of response from people. So we took in consideration every single person that was recommended and researched the organizations and then had a board meeting and narrowed it down, and that's how we came up with our organizations for this year. But eventually, if we, you know, have people that are coming, because now organizations have started to approach us, we're going to have an application process and paperwork for them to fill out and mm-hmm. answer more questions for us just so it's easier when we sit down as a board to figure out what charities we're going to work with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I'm assuming when you say charities that the organizations you work with all have to be 503Cs? Yes, yes. They all have to be nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't limit yourself. I mean, it could be men's, children, women's issues, Anything? It could be anything. That's another thing. When we initially started, we realized that we were focusing mainly on women and children. And last year, at the end of the year, we pulled all of our members to find out, you know, what causes they cared about. And a lot of people cared about um, hunger. A lot of people cared about pets and animals. They Mm -hmm. cared about the environment. So we're trying to branch out. So this year, we're working with Trinity Cafe, which is a homeless shelter, and they provide nutritious meals for the homeless and the hungry. And then we are also working with animals this year, which is something new. We're working with kids and canines. Mm-hmm. And that is an organization where there's golden retrievers, they're the seeing eye dogs, and they bring them into the schools. And it's mainly in schools where the children um, are skipping class mm-hmm. or not coming, they're skipping school. And they have, they started this program to get the children more involved in wanting to come to school. And they have a personal connection with these animals and they want to see them every day. So it's actually helping their attendance rates with school. So we're going to help them with the fundraiser at the end of the year. That's great. I love that program. Hadn't heard yeah. of it, so thank you for the share. And oh, I it's, think- really, it's a really interesting program. At our kickoff party, they brought one of the Singai dogs, and all the girls loved it. So it's a very good organization. Wonderful. And I love what you're sharing is that you're listening to your members, you're working together as a board, you really have a team thing going on here. And I think that's critical to people's success is to not think that there's just one way to be open-minded to change things up, to look at what's working and not working, and certainly to communicate with those around you, those on your team, to make sure that you're really being well-rounded in your approach. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it makes a big difference because I know, I mean, we want everyone we want everyone to have a good time and want to be a part of the organization and get get what they want to get out of it and enjoy being a part of it. So we have to make sure we listen to what everyone's suggestions are and we welcome their suggestions with open arms because that's the only way that you can make improvements but is by getting people's feedback. So we appreciate that very much. Very good. 
Now, where would people find out more about your organization and how could they get involved? Oh, wonderful. You can find us on um, Facebook. We're High Hopes and High Heels. We have a fan page. You can like us and we have updates all the time about different things that are going on. Or you can also go to our website, which is www.highhopesandhighheels.org. And there's a tab that says Getting Involved, and you click on that, and it shows you what the dues are and what's included with membership. And you can see a little bit about our board of directors, and there's some testimonials from organizations that we've worked with and some of our members about why they love being a part of our group. So we welcome you to please go online and check us out and even come if you go on Facebook, we have different um, monthly networking events. You don't have to be a member to attend. So even if you don't want to join and you just want to come and meet some of the girls to see how it is, we welcome you with open arms to come and check us out. That's great. I love that you do that and, and leave it open so that people can investigate because I know sometimes others are hesitant about becoming a member or even spending money and not knowing really what they're getting involved with or who is involved as far as the key team and those types of things. Right. No, which is completely understandable. I know it's hard and, you know, you don't want to put, especially in today's economy, $65, it's a, you know, pretty reasonable membership dues, but you can, there's other things that that could go to. So you want to make sure that you, it's a good fit before you spend that. So we understand that. Absolutely. And because you mentioned that, I also wanted to check with you, is there a way for those people who are not in Tampa Bay that would like to help out donate money to your organization? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you come, if you go to the website, there's a donate now button um, pretty much on every page. So you can just donate and that will go to our charities right now. We do not have one paid employee. Um, all of us are, it's a strictly volunteer organization right now. So any funds that are donated go back to supplies for our community projects or to help our projects that we're doing for the various organizations. So basically everything you raise outside of your general expenses for the event goes directly to that organization that you're sponsoring. Yes. What's left over? Like last year, we did um, a big event with Girls Inc. of Sarasota. We went down there for the day and did, we had activities with the girls. We played games and we had our budget for that and we were under budget. So the money that was left over, we sent to them so they could have a big pizza party for the girls after. That's week great. Later on, so. I bet the girls love that. That's awesome. I know. Who doesn't love pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for sharing a part of your story and for sharing about high hopes and high heels today on your Story Matters radio show. If anyone would like more information or need to get in contact with Rachel and you didn't catch the website, you can always contact us at www.yourstorymatters.net. All right. Thank you, Angela, for having me on and talking about our group. I really appreciate it. And it's an honor to be on your show. So thank you so much. You're very welcome.